It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well Best Bits of Tonight's Show. I wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Shamima Begum can now return to the UK to fight for her citizenships. Uh, Court of Appeal rules today. You know, this is the most facile thing I have ever, ever seen. Of course she should have been brought back. She's a child. You know, why on earth has she been left stuck out there? Now she's 20, but when she was brainwashed or groomed uh, and taken out there, uh, she was 15 years old and uh, has lived in abject poverty. I believe she's been raped. She's had three children, and I think they've all died. Um, so it it just it, it seems strange that anybody would complain about her coming back. And if you're one of those people who are complaining about it, I want to hear from you. 0344-499-1000. Convince me that I'm not right. It's very seldom I'm not right. Mm. Uh, and I think I'm directly right. Let's talk to Dr. Alan Mendoza, who is Executive Director of the Henry Jackson Society. Doctor, good evening to you. Good evening. What's all the fuss about? Well, the fuss is about that we've got someone here who... It is absolutely correct that she left this country as a teenager, um, went, of course, to join uh, Islamic State. Uh, then, during the course of her time there, when she was uh, indeed part and part of that society, uh, has shown no remorse for her actions um, since, since passing into adulthood, never tried to flee, as many of her uh, contemporaries did attempt to do so, um, and now seemingly wants to come back to a country which she has reviled for many years. So there is, of course, a, uh, an uproar about it because the Home Secretary at the time made a sensible decision to say, um, if we can avoid bringing you back because you have access to, to other citizenship, we should take that option, um, rather than have you back here, uh, where you can, of course, continue to pervert um, other young minds with the ideology that took you over there. And you actually do believe that? I absolutely believe it, yes. Because I, I can give you, there are plenty of examples. No, don't bother, don't bother, because now I realise the sort of person you are. So if your 15-year-old daughter had been groomed online and had uh, been convinced with a few friends to go over to this country, uh, you would have think then, whatever happens to her, it's own fault, and we shouldn't even try and get her back and look after her and maybe try to de, uh, de-rationalise her or whatever. 
you wouldn't think that. You think, as the father of a 15-year-old girl who has suddenly disappeared and went to a place like this, you'd be quite happy for her just to be left there and you wouldn't want to see her again. Is that right? I would, as her father, I would doubtless lie to her and look after her in that kind of respect. But whether I think she should return to this country, a country she has reviled, a country which she was helping, let's not forget... She was 15. She didn't know her own mind. Oh, come on. She was 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 while she was out there. I'm sorry. I would imagine... That's not violent. I would imagine when she got there, I would... She wasn't 10. I would... Don't... I would imagine when she got there... there There are different areas of legal responsibilities. You well know, a 15-year-old has different responsibilities for 10-year-olds. They're not adults. I will accept that. And there is clearly a problem there in terms of radicalization in this country. But nonetheless, the idea that she is uh, now entirely innocent is just not correct. Now, my turn? Of course. Good. Um, So, uh, everybody grows up at a different time. Some 15-year-olds are very immature. Some are easily led. Uh, but they really are not, you know, in a situation to make the definite decisions for the rest of their life. She was taken over with her schoolmates. They went over there thinking they were going to a new realisation. I don't know what they were thinking, but they were obviously groomed online. A lot of people have said that. And uh, they they have obviously got sucked into it. You would if you were a kid, probably in a situation where if you didn't do what you were told you'd get a bullet in the back of your head. This kid is completely and utterly uh, brain, da- brain damaged. Um, dam- yeah, brain damaged, I suppose. She's had most of her, her senses, brainwash is a better word, Ash, thank you. Uh, she's had most of her senses destroyed. She was born and brought up in this country, and now we are not accept- accepting our responsibility. Our responsibility is to bring this girl back and to see what we can learn out of her, first of all, for the uh, Secret Services. I think that will be a very good idea. And then she is to go into uh, into a psychiatric place and uh, to be looked at and to be helped to get back to normal. That is the that is the proper thing to do, surely. You might very well think that, but I don't share that view because, as I said to you, there are plenty of examples of people who... I followed exactly the same path she I'm not, did. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not talking about anybody else except this one. I'm not talking... No, I'm not, I'm and not we don't all... an exception in that way. Because, oh, as you're well aware, right. because as you're well aware, this legal judgment that we've, we've uh, uh, been told about today opens the doors for potentially 150 mm. other people who've also lost their citizenship, many of whom, by the way, have committed many, many far worse crimes than anything anyone suggested about Shamima Begum, people who've actually got blood on their personal hands yeah. Well, they should be brought back here and they should be dealt with, not left over there. It is our responsibility. And I'm, I don't understand why a man presumably as intelligent as you are doesn't actually grasp the situation. I grasp it perfectly well. You are denying any individual culpability in this example. I'm saying what individuals do matters. And that's the difference. And if you, there are certain crimes that are so heinous that if you have the option of avoiding national security problems by bringing them back to our country, where they can radicalise others and cause more bloodshed on our streets, then that is an entirely legitimate thing uh, for the government. You, you, you presume you're a doctor, for goodness sake. You must, you must be intelligent enough to realise these people will be brought back 
the younger ones will be uh, uh, given psychiatric help, I would hope, and detained. The other ones will be put in prison and they would be dealt with by British justice. It is our responsibility. They are British. Whatever they choose to, or other people choose to say about them, and however terrible they've been, and the more terrible they've been, the more we should be looking to get them back here to punish them. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Now, of course, um, we are going to, to lose the Andrew Neil Show. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the best political programmes ever. I hope that uh, ITV take him up or one of the other channels. Yeah, I know he's I mean, he's quite old now and he doesn't want to work much, but I think he's a, one of the best he's interviewers He's entertaining, ever. isn't he? He's, mm-hmm. They're all scared and to face Andrew. And he's entertaining, yeah. They're all scared yeah. to face Andrew Neil, and that's what you want your politicians yeah. to be fearing, the interviewer. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the, the, the BBC, I don't know, the new boss has got no, no idea about broadcasting as far as I can see. He's an advertiser. Um, yeah. And I, I just think it's time to sell off the BBC. They have no business doing programmes like Strictly. That's yeah. a commercial programme. Yeah. All the commercial programmes they do, we should get rid of, uh, give to yeah. or sell to. Um, and they should be doing local, national news that they do well. Yeah. And um, National and I, services. I actually, you know, Maybe match yeah. of the day because that's a sort of national religion football, isn't it? It's important. And it does make a difference, we found out, when ITV did it. They didn't do it as well. So just get rid yeah. of Lineker. You don't need Lineker to be paying Lineker millions of pounds a year. Well, no. I mean, I think that's... And, and, and Lineker is allowed to do whatever he wants. I don't, yeah. I don't have anything against him. He's, he's, he's quite... A good listenable broadcaster, is it? <clears throat> but he, right. he's also uh, a big. Um, he is the front of Walker's Crisps, isn't he? Yeah. Anybody else in a celebrity role who tried to do advertising as well was stopped. That's so the right, BBC, yeah. I happen to know from a friend of mine who works within there at the moment. Uh, they're having huge. Um, no, I can't really tell you. It'll get him. And we, you can't be paid uh, through but, private <laughs> companies, and so we we get a, we're not able to see how much they're getting paid. A lot of them because they do it through this sort of company. Yeah, the idea Ridiculous. that the BBC has to sort of save money and make everybody but them responsible is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. So, quite frankly, I would like to see the end of the BBC. I'd like to them keep the World Service, local radio and TV, yeah. a bit of local radio and TV, but no commercialism they should be doing uh, costume dramas which they could do <coughs> they should be doing <coughs> watchdog <coughs> oh, crime watch um, mm. all those sort of public shows. services yeah, yeah. Mm. uh yeah. Ma- match all day and those things yeah. maybe wimbledon well let's talk uh, let's talk to our guest about this uh rupert Lowe. yeah wimbledon but maybe of actually no actually no wimbledon channel. they don't need to do wimbledon yeah. anymore uh who was former Brexit Party MEP for the West Midlands. Rupert, good evening, sir. Evening, James. Evening, Ash. Good evening. He knows I'm not woke, thank goodness. Wokey whale. Anyway. No, well, I, no, I think we share sh- something in common. I, I worked for a bit at the beginning of my career in the Harrods Sports Department, and I think you were in Harrods Did in your you? early days, weren't you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was in the, when I first started, I was in the toy department. Yes, I worked I, for I a started... professional called Tom Bovingdon, and... Um, it's the only shop, I think, with a golf professional. Yeah. It was in those days. But yeah, yeah. goodness knows whether he's still there. But yeah, it was yeah. it was an extraordinary institution. Mate, you used to it able, was. You used to be able to buy how a long li- ago, lion in it. Just, just uh, Ash, thank you. you um, how long ago was it when you were there? I was there uh, in 1975. So oh, after no, I, I, I before I went to university. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, after I left school, I went to work there because my mum thought it would be the making of me, turn me into a gentleman. When was that, the late <laughs> 60s? So, um, yeah, I think I was there 68 to 69. So they were, that's when they were selling lines and things like that. Did you ever go down to the line department, James? Yeah, they weren't selling lines. They were selling dogs and cats and rabbits and things no, like that. No, they did that. sell yeah. as a famous but, documentary of a lion and they released yeah, I, it, the guy. Have you I, seen it? It's beautiful when the line comes back. They used to sell elephants, Ash, and all sorts. They did. The thing I found, yeah, the thing I found very entertaining about it was there was as much underground in Harrods as there was above ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an amazing institution, (laughs) and um, it was look, it was a good place to work for a bit, but only only for a short period of time. You didn't look look like you were there for very long, were you? No, no. No, I started as what they called a trainee buyer, so. I was doing a bit in one department, a bit in another department. I was about 16 when I went there. <coughs> he was sacked for impertinence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was actually. But how, um, what, what do, did you only do the sports department? I just did the sports department, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I went I, I uh, did... travelling. I went round America after that. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm. well, that was... No, I, I did men's toiletries with all the out-of-work actors. Oh. I did uh, stationery. Quite interesting. Oh, you like that, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, not really, I didn't understand it, but I did um, menswear and oh. luggage and Ooh. toys. Life in the fast lane, James. <laughs> yeah, well, they kept sacking me from every department and pushing yeah. me on to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we n- we're not talking about that, but yeah. as interesting as I think it would be, um, let's t- let's talk about... Uh, the BBC and uh, what we're going to do with them. I've told you what I think. What do you think? Well, uh, my view is similar mm-hmm. to yours. I think the BBC, when it was set up, it had some validity. But um, like all monopolies, I think it's it's outlived its usefulness. And uh, my own opinion is that the Brexit issue uh, uncovered a massive mm-hmm. mismatch between the general public, and that's what I call not the metropolitan elite, but uh, decent, honest, hard-working Middle England, who voted ultimately to leave the European Union. But it was, it was, there was a mismatch between what they wanted and what the metropolitan elite were trying to achieve uh, through monopolistic broadcasting like the BBC. So my own view is it should be defunded. Everybody tells me Mm. it's a national treasure. My view is if it is a national treasure, then people will be happy to pay for it on a subscription. I think if there's any any, uh, justification for for the BBC, it's just as a pure, honest news service. We don't really want Emily Maitlis's spin. We don't want Nick Robinson's spin. We don't want Michelle Hussein's spin. All we want is good, straightforward news, and we can then make our own judgments. But I don't, I don't think they're capable of that anymore. And I think it's, it's actually become very damaging to Britain because it doesn't represent uh, what I would call it's, good, straightforward common yeah, sense. It's and incredibly, it's, incredibly left-wing bias. Yeah, yeah. It's damaging the country. And that's the one thing you did. You didn't get that with Andrew Neil, by the way, which makes me wonder if that's why he's now been uh, removed. Well, I've been doing quite a lot with defund the BBC. Who I, it's run by a young uh, chap who, who's uh, I think doing a great job. So I've actually made a contribution and I've I've helped them. I think that I've done an interview for them. I think it's time for the BBC to be defunded. Um, and I think Andrew Neil, for, for my money, is is the best political uh, interviewer that there is. I think he's a fantastic 
uh, asset to politics. And yeah. the fact that the BBC is is getting rid of his show, I think he said last week that he feared it might happen, and it has happened. And although they're sort of filibustering and saying they're considering employing him in some other role on BBC One, I still, <laughs> I still think it's a, it, it's, it, it would be a catastrophe for our political scene if Andrew Neil was to, was to depart. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. You're so thick that you can't even understand what I'm saying. Do you not listen and understand what I'm saying? Oh, God, you... Listen, I... I oh... You know, I don't mind being called an idiot. While I do care about people that seem to be getting in touch, you are obviously stupid. I didn't think I had any stupid listeners. When she was, uh, excuse me, when she decided, oh gosh, administrone soup, and I don't, it was out of a can. Oh, yeah. I think I'm too hurt to carry on. You better take over the show. I'm going home. You are home. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yes, it's all right. Welcome to the Ash Show. Baldy's gone. He'd had enough. He couldn't take the pressure anymore. And he's walked out the kitchen. She poses an enormous... I'm threat. not... Hang on. Hang on, you two. Hold on, you two. I've well, just happened to say that I... Oi, I'm not finished yet. Maybe we could get some more of our troops in there just to clean this flipping ISIS scum yeah. off the face of the earth. Was that better? Much better. Back good, to your good. old self. Uh, Take care, and hopefully you cock it better as well. Goodbye. He's what? Thanks better. Ash, shut up. How you did he know about so that? Rude. How did he know about that problem? That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.